Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called How to Make the Right Choice. God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome back for another episode of Called and Caffeinated. I hope your Christmas is going splendidly. We are big fans of celebrating all 12 days of Christmas around here. So we are partying it up for 12 entire days. Um, my husband was sick for most of December. So I, nothing serious, just a cough he could not get over. So uh, I did a lot of the Christmas prep work myself and hence why we have not had another episode out in quite a while, but I'm so grateful that you've returned today. And as always, if you're enjoying my content, I would just love it so much if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me, especially going into the new year. I love to see my show growing and I love to get your feedback. So come on over and let me know what you like about it. I have the most beautiful guest today, and I think you're just going to love her so much. Sister Marianne is a scholar and the sweetest human being I have ever spoken with, and that is not an exaggeration. So I think you're going to love her episode uh, because we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, who is someone that is very mysterious, you know, dove, like who is this person? Um, and so she really, really is going to illuminate new corners of um, new aspects of the Holy Spirit that we just would never have thought of before. So that is going to be such a beautiful conversation, but I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be going live on the Wisdom app to do a social podcast on January 2nd at 8.30 p.m. EST, and I would love if you would join and be my guest. So the Wisdom app is this new app, and it's called Social Podcasting. What does that mean? Basically, it means that um, you can actually request to be my guest and you can come live with me. And I'm so excited because I've really wanted to be able to have a conversation with you guys, like an actual conversation. And uh, that this is our chance. So you can come and be my guest. You can share your thoughts. You can um, share whatever is on your heart. And I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. I'm going to be talking about not New Year's resolutions that I'll be taking on, but rather things that I'll be letting go of in 2022 to live with greater freedom and in closer alignment with God's will. So I'm really excited for that conversation. That's January 2nd, 8.30 p.m. EST. And you can come on over to the Wisdom app. You download it, it's free. And then just find me at Stacy Summerow. So I'll be sure to drop a link in the show notes so you can find me there. Switching gears, I had an opportunity, a dream come true this fall. I was featured on the Ascension Presents YouTube channel, which has been amazing. And I did four videos for them. So I will link to those in the show notes as well. If you are finding me here on this platform for the first time because of those Ascension Presents videos, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you. And it was such a joy to be a part of that channel. And with my first video, which was about surrender, came a whole new flood of requests for the prayer of surrender, which had changed my life. And I believe has the power to change everybody's lives. So you guys know that if you sign up on my website and you subscribe for free, you get the prayer of surrender for free right away. You get the text of it. But I also just created a illuminated version, um, an illustrated version on my website. So you can go to stacysummerow.com slash shop. And I will again, of course, as always put a link in the show notes, you can purchase that for yourself. A really beautiful version it has oak leaves. It's kind of art nouveau. I think it's really beautiful. I think it might be something you want to put on your wall. So I encourage you to just go ahead and check it out in my shop if that sounds like something you're interested in. Oh, and before I forget, I think it's been 
I don't remember how long it's been since the last episode. I could look it up, but my daughter, Honora, has had ear surgery and uh, in early December, and it was successful. They inserted the tubes in her ears. It was actually a very minor surgery compared to what I'm used to for her. She's had major, 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 major surgeries, four of them this year. So this was a breeze by comparison. And best of all, we found out after six months of being in doubt uh, that she can hear. She just needed to get all of this gross fluid sucked out of her ears. Um, the surgeon said it was like thick, like rubber cement, which is so gross, like soft rubber cement, so disgusting. But once it was gone, she is able to hear fully. And I will say our sweet little baby is like a different girl. She is reacting to sound. She's bouncing along to music. Um, her, she's, her language skills are just exploding. She's already doing some D's and B's and P's sounds, which she was just not able to hear before. So we are so grateful for all of your prayers. Uh, it was a, a, a lot of stress leading up to the surgery, but then the absolute best possible result. So we are so grateful uh, that she got to hear Christmas carols this year. All right, let's get to the episode with Sister Marianne. Sister Marianne, it is a pleasure to have you on Call to Caffeinated. Welcome. God bless you. Thank you. It's a joy and a blessing for me to speak with you, Stacy. Thank you so much. And we're here to talk about your wonderful new book, which hopefully everyone can see, Drawing Close to the Holy Spirit. And it is from Sophia Institute Press. And I've read it. It is small. You'll see it's very thin, but it packs a powerful punch. Uh, the number of quotes that you use in this book is absolutely insane. So clearly you are a scholar, you've done your research, and I'm really excited to get into this topic because I feel like the Holy Spirit is a bit of a dark horse, you know? We all know, we know who he is, but we don't really know who he is. So I'm so excited to talk about um, the literal antidote to all of the hatred and all of the um, cancel culture that we see. He is the actual antidote to everything that is wrong with the world. Absolutely true. So excited. Yeah. So what calls have you received from God in your life so far? And what has receiving those calls looked and felt like for you? Well, Stacy, that's a lovely question. The, the first and most important call that I've received, of course, beyond my Catholicism, for which I really thank and praise the Blessed Trinity and my family, um, is the call to be a sister as a Dominican sister. I, 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 I'm so blessed to be called to this vocation, to belong completely to the Lord, and to do it as a Dominican. I, I have loved St. Dominic all my life. I had Dominican sisters in both grade school and high school, and I fell in love with Dominic's, Dominic himself, who was absolutely, was a preacher of truth, and that's our motto, Veritas, uh, and to, to, to contemplate the truth and to give the fruits of our contemplation to others. But he was such a, a person of joy and love and, and humanness. Uh, and I, 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 that call to me is everything. And secondly, the call in, within that Dominican vocation to be a theologian. I have absolutely loved my life uh, being a, a professor of theology, uh, teaching young people and not so young people. Um, I, I have loved every day of my life because I get to study about the Blessed Trinity, teach about the Trinity, and always uh, to be um, kind of immersed in the things of the Lord. So as I grow older and older, <laughs> I, I am more and more grateful for the, the great graces the Blessed Trinity have given to me. That's beautiful. So the Blessed Trinity is your specialty or your particular area of study? Okay. Okay. 
that well well i i would well far more than that uh you know i'm a byzantine right catholic and and the the eastern uh, church really has a profound love for not a generic god but for the persons of the blessed trinity and so all my life i i've been blessed with that heritage to really to really love the trinity and to want to um help others again not to know simply a generic god um but the god who is three persons and who th th those three persons call us to tremendous intimacy with them that's our that's our joy that's our future in heaven to be in the midst of their intimacy with each other and to be enjoying um that intimacy as our deepest and infinite joy and we can start that right here on earth we're meant to start it here on earth and so it's not simply that the trinity the blessed the divine persons of the trinity are my area of study uh, they are my life as as they should be for every one of us <laughs> yes i love that but you have gone into a particular area that most of us we have not invested that much time and so i'm so glad you wrote your book to help illuminate it because um i know for myself the holy spirit the first thing that comes to mind is a dove <laughs> i mean yes. would you say that that's helpful or not as helpful when we're trying to think about conceptualizing the holy spirit is there something some way that you would better conceptualize well, you know it's, that's a very it makes causes me to smile because uh when i was speaking um with a representative of sophia institute press i i said oh please don't put a dove on the cover because 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 it's true that there are, there are many impersonal images of the holy spirit in scripture but i don't find these helpful for being drawn into an intimacy uh, with the holy spirit and sometimes people will say well what image do you have well it's not a question of image there is no image just simply start speaking to the holy spirit and he will do the rest i mean we're made for this intimacy and you're so right it's the holy spirit who who gets cheated because simply because it's far easier for us to relate to the person of the father to the lord jesus who is flesh of our flesh but even the very name holy spirit seems seems to be impersonal <clears throat> and that's why all of these beautiful beautiful names of the holy spirit that we find in the saints and in the hymns and prayers of the church are, are far more helpful but you know be, beloved of my soul oh healer mighty consoler we we use these names uh, in the the pentecost sequence and the veni creator spiritus i mean we 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 are called to an intimate relationship but without trying to have an image of the holy spirit because that's impossible and i do find these impersonal images to be not helpful to intimacy with the holy spirit just Absolutely. simply start speaking to him period and he I will do the rest yes. i would feel a little crazy if i were like speaking to a dove and expecting it <laughs> yes i mean that seems like um you know what's her name uh cinderella <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's very helpful um and maybe you can tell me if this is helpful or not as well um when people uh, i think it, it suddenly dawned on me one day that god is the love that i have for everybody that i love in my life and so if 
we are trying to relate to the Holy Spirit or understand even who he is to someone who's maybe maybe doesn't even know God at all. We could say, well, you do know God because do you love your mother? Do you love your father? Do you love your spouse? Do you love anybody in the world? If you know and if you love them, then you do know God and specifically the person of the Holy Spirit. Would you say that that's accurate? Well, well, one one thing I would say is this: first of all, it, it's not literally true that our love for one another is God, but that wherever there is unselfish, self-giving love, this is a created sharing in the God the, who who is love, the divine persons of the Trinity. And it, it is true that by nature, by their divine nature, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are infinite love but in a most special way the holy spirit as saint augustine and saint thomas aquinas so beautifully tell us this is a definitely a western perspective but a beautiful perspective that the holy spirit is is the love between the father and the son he he is he is not only love by nature his name is love he is the person of love. So wherever there is unselfish love, whether the persons know this or not, they are being given a created share in that person of love who is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are so, so many people, as you say, who are truly, um, who, who, who would, it's so easy for them to be, come intimate with the Holy Spirit because they know from their own experience what self-giving love is mm-hmm. and to to be told but this is simply a created share in the one who really is the answer to all your longings for love. No human person can be the, the infinite love we seek. They are beautiful, as I would say, beautiful, wonderful, gorgeous tastes of the soup but the Blessed Trinity are the feasts we're made for. And so in every person we love, in that love, we have a taste of the sweetness of the Holy Spirit, who far surpasses anything that we could taste even in our human love here on earth. Mm, that's beautiful. But every, every love that we have that's true and good and holy and, and self-giving here on earth is really, truly a gift of the Holy Spirit, who is the person of love. This is so absolutely true. St. Augustine says, we are incapable of any good on our own, even a good desire or a good thought. So wherever there is goodness, the Holy Spirit is giving himself, whether those who are doing the loving know this or not. And so it's it's not hard. It, well, as Saint as um, Pope Leo XIII said, it is not hard to be close to the Holy Spirit. He's the person of love, and nothing is more lovable than the one who is love. Yes. I, when I saw, I think it was chapter two in your book, is called Loving the Person of Love. Yes, yes. I just read that, and I was like, I had to put the book down and just think about this. <laughs> because when you think about the essence of what we're talking about, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, he's the literal antidote to everything oh. that is wrong with the world. And if Absolutely. we give him our attention, that, I mean, there is endless possibility of life there. There's just a wellspring of life. Absolutely. And, and you know, Stacy, it is so true because you know, the, the Eastern Fathers were content to, to, to say what was in Scripture. They didn't want to go beyond that. And so they, they, the Eastern Church Fathers always speak of the Holy Spirit as the giver of life and the giver of every good blessing that comes 
from the Father through the Lord Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. Uh, the Western Fathers were inspired by the same Holy Spirit to kind of contemplate and, and, and uh, delve into this mystery of the Holy Spirit, the person of love between the Father and the Son. And it is, it is so true that um, in drawing close to Him, there's, we find the answer to every problem in our life, and in the world. He is the healer. He is the consoler. He is the mighty protector. He is the person who is the, the, the anointer and draws us to truth, inspires truth in us. And in, in the very troubled world we live in today, there is absolutely no greater um, medicine <laughs> for peace of soul. As Saint Ambrose says, for peace of soul and tranquility of mind than closeness to the Holy Spirit. He gives us courage, he gives us wisdom, he gives us strength, he gives us sweetness and consolation, he gives us love, he gives us joy and peace, and nothing is more powerful. Uh, we, we may not be able to, we cannot change the whole world, but we certainly can make it an, an impact on the people around us, and if each one of us, think of what glorious things would happen <laughs> if more of us knew the Holy Spirit, and because, because in that beautiful intimacy with the Holy Spirit, it's inevitable that that joy and peace and love will flow from us uh, to touch others. I know people who have absolutely changed their workspace. <laughs> They've been very close to the Holy Spirit. Yes, just by their peace, their joy. People like to, other people like to be around them. Uh, they, don't, they don't speak uh, you know, evil things. <laughs> it's amazing the power the Holy Spirit has in possessing us. <laughs> he sounds almost too good to be true, but I'm thinking about all of the problems of the world today, just to say we have access to yes. the answer. Of course, we aren't going to change everybody else, but we can change ourselves by a nice relationship. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, I I said. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I love this image uh, on uh, in your book where you quoted St. Basil and he said, or St. Basil, I'm not sure which one it is, but either one, either, either one. one. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, and he said that you could be wandering basically in a room that is dark and you could be trampling on gold and you would never know it unless there was a light to illuminate that gold. So with that in mind, yes. what is it that the Holy Spirit illuminates? Yes, because you see intimacy and by intimacy, I mean, closeness, friend to friend, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, the Holy Spirit, who is the Father and Son's own beloved, is given to us at our baptism as the Father and the Son themselves are given to us. They give themselves to us, but given to us to be our beloved. And so when we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us as our very beloved, there, there we have a source of insight. And when we draw close to the Holy Spirit, who, as the person of love, is also the giver of truth. Uh, he, he gives us a different set of eyes to see things, things that we thought were valuable before. We see they are nothing but maybe just dirt and mud. And things that we never valued before, we begin to value. For example, it becomes more important to us to go to Mass with a a. a, a prayerful heart to pay more attention to this. It becomes more important to us to start praying during the day. It becomes more important to us to, to just be, be more loving. We see things that we never 
saw before because we were walking around without the light of the Holy Spirit. And as St. Thomas says, that light is the light given by love. You know, when we love someone, we know we see that person in a way no one else does because love gives us the eyes to see. And this is what both Thomas and St. Bernard of Clairvaux and St. Augustine say, love, which is our closeness given to us by the Holy Spirit, to be close to the Holy Spirit, gives us a whole new set of eyes. We see, you know, I've experienced this actually in class, uh, maybe a student I had one semester and then I have it again. I, I'll say, I just remember saying this to one of the guys, Oh, I know, John, I think you're in love. And he said, how did you know? And I said, there's just something different. You, you see things so differently now. And he said, well, you hit the nail on the head, sister. <laughs> wow. Love gives us yep. eyes to see the whole world in a different way and value things we never valued before. I love that. I'm reading about some of the early Christian martyrs. I have another book I'm working through uh, by Kelly Guest, and it's all about uh, 25 uh, female saints um, and it is actually, I think she was a Dominican nun before she Beautiful. was a mother. Anyway, she sent me her book and I am loving it. But some of these, what these people went through, it was so yes. insane. Yes. And I was just talking to my husband and I was like, I mean, I don't know how I would get there. <laughs> must have been, I don't know how I could stand in the, in the ring with all, you know, with the lions charging at me. How would I do that? And it might, it, it was love. That was it. But, and here's the bottom line, they don't do it. And this is a point that I try to stress. When in this closeness to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does for us what we cannot do ourselves, which is everything. And of course, for example, Saints Perpetua and Felicitas, uh, they, they didn't even realize that they were suffering. They, they, they said, well, when are the tortures going to begin? And this is a very, uh, I'm so grateful for that beautiful book that, that uh, your friend wrote. I love the early, uh, I took a, a many um, classes on, on the early church martyrs. And, and these, these uh, men and women and young children, young, you know, 11-year-olds, mm -hmm. uh, these are, are, are uh, people who are possessed by the Holy Spirit in such a way that they know they are not the ones suffering. Uh, we, we read in accounts of the, the martyrs. It, it, was, it is the Lord Jesus who suffered in them. But uh, it's, it's almost impossible to imagine that they truly can say, well, we didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't, I didn't do that. It was the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, the Father did this in me. I absolutely I give all the glory to them. When we get to heaven, we're not going to be saying, oh, you were such a wonderful martyr. Where did you get that courage from? They, and they'll say, I didn't have the courage. I didn't do it. On my own, I am completely faithless. Uh, but uh, the Holy Spirit did it in me. Lord Jesus suffered in me. The Father was glorified in me. I love that. I think um, it's been on my heart for quite a while that I, I believe many Christians will be called to martyrdom soon. If yes. not you know, uh, bodily torture, then yes, we're yes. Already, many uh, cancel culture is already, you know, deforming yes. many people. And I think, exactly. so we all got to get on, get on this relationship with the Holy Spirit thing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <on> <laughs> Amen. 
<laughs> yes, because yes, I don't think it's going to be uncommon in the future at all for, yeah. for us to be called to extraordinary love. And so having that already, that relationship to call on with the Holy Spirit is beautiful um, and necessary. And yes. there's one, you were talking about the Holy Spirit praying in us. And we read in yes. scripture about the Holy Spirit praying with inexpressible groans. What yes. is that? Yes. Like, what does that even look like? If we, if well, we, you know, it, again, even St. Augustine says this, uh, it's beautiful meditations on prayer. And it, uh, it, I mean, we say the words, but any, and again, it is Augustine who says we are incapable, he, and this is the truth, we are incapable of even the, the, a good thought without the grace of the Holy Spirit. So even to be able to say the words, you know, most holy, sweet Holy Spirit, I I don't, don't even think I know you. I, I want to love you. I want to belong to you. You see, this is prayer that is given by the Holy Spirit. Or to pray for someone. This, truthfully, we are, by original sin, we're wounded. And our first thought is of ourselves. So any thought that is of someone else, any action, any, any deed of love is coming from the Holy Spirit's grace within us. And so, when we even pray for someone else, that is surely a prayer inspired by the Holy Spirit. Mm. In other words, all of our true prayer comes ultimately not from us, but from the Holy Spirit, who, who we say is praying within us, giving us the words, giving us the desire, giving us the impulse toward that good. And, and I love to stress that, uh, as St. Augustine does too, no prayer goes unanswered. No prayer is wasted. Let's say we're praying for the healing of someone dear to us and that most beloved person dies. Oh, are, were those prayers wasted? No, no, no. First of all, the person we love would never choose earth now again over the glory of heaven. But whatever it is that we're praying for, maybe a job that we never got or someone we love was applying, whatever it is we're praying for, that prayer is not wasted. Because as St. Augustine again says, it, if, if it's not answered in the way we pray for, it is because the Blessed Trinity have a better gift that is even more wonderful than the one we were praying for. No prayer is wasted. Not at all. Never. Mm, I love that encouragement. And I think for a lot of my audience, a lot of them are um, people in their 20s, maybe their 30s, maybe their teens yes, who are... Yes these answers to what am I supposed to do and trusting in that before you have seen maybe uh, a whole string of your prayers answered yes or not answered you know without having lived a full lifetime and you're still at the beginning and you're seeking the answers to all of these things I I hear that over and over again and I I always talk about surrender on my on my channel and on my podcast yes yes surrendering and and that trust is so important and it's hard at first but once you have once it has been proven to you over and over again once God starts to really answer those prayers you can start to see it even if it's not answered in the way that you expect Exactly. And, you know, and I love how St. Paul says in Romans, all things work together unto good. All things. So whatever it is, that, I mean, whatever has been permitted in our life, whatever, whatever the heartaches, the, the joys, the blessings, and also the difficulties, the stresses, the worries, everything is permitted for our good because the Blessed Trinity desire our happiness. And so they never cheat us. I, I, I love to stress this. We are never cheated. And if we place all of our, like you say, all of our trust in them, and in a most special way, it, it, 
closeness to the Holy Spirit gives a joy and peace in the soul that is far deeper than any created gift that we could ever ask for, even the love of another human person. Um, it, let's say I'm, I'm someone who feels called to the vocation of marriage, and I long to find someone. Let's keep on pray. I keep on praying for that, but until that prayer is answered, it's not that nothing is being given to me. Much is being given to me if I only have the eyes to see. Every day that I pray for something good, there's a blessing that comes to me if I have the eyes to see. And most of all, it's the joy. But if I just say this, most sweet Holy Spirit, I'm so lonely. I, 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 I please, I, I want someone to love, but you be the one who gives me your love, first of all. That sweetness, that contentment actually becomes a source that makes us very attractive to someone because you see the source of joy, the source of all love is within us. Uh, and we don't have to go grasping after someone created or something created. If we are content in the Blessed Trinity and experiencing the joy and sweetness of the Holy Spirit, we are very, very, um, we're, we're, this people want this people want what we have <laughs> they can't help it <laughs> they may not know what it is they want but they i know people who really love and are close to the holy spirit everybody wants to be around them <laughs> they don't know why <laughs> but the joy the peace uh, so um gifts are given all the time in answer to our prayer even if right now the answer to our specific prayer is not being given Yes. And that's great encouragement to keep praying as yes. well as a reminder. I like what you're saying that the, uh, sometimes we make it very hard for ourselves. I think <laughs> this isn't something that you said specifically, but I can see from my perspective, I make discernment very difficult for myself sometimes <laughs> that I'm trying to do it right or whatever. And yes, yes. That you just have to start speaking to the Holy spirit and it, it's going, it, it's actually a lot easier than we like to make it. Wow. Oh, absolutely. This, you speak the truth, Stacy. I, I mean, I, at, my, at my age now, I, I don't dare do a blessed thing without saying, most sweet Holy Spirit, you have to do this for me. I, you know I am powerless. And, and it is so true. Whatever the Holy Spirit anoints is beautiful. There's a sweetness to it. He makes things, even when they're hard, he makes them sweet. There's a certain indefinable, I, I can't put it into words, but everything that we, we go through becomes sweet when we are close to the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and um, there, there are precious gifts given, even in suffering. And so what you say is very, very true. Love it. Um, so let's get into a couple of these titles of the Holy Spirit, just because yeah. I think this is far more helpful than the image of a dove. Yes. <laughs> you have done your research to the nth degree on things that we can call the Holy Spirit. And one of them that fascinated me was the impulse of love. And that yes. was shortly followed by the kiss of love. So yes, yes, yes. The impulse of love and the kiss of love, and specifically how we experiment, ex sorry, experience the yes. kiss of love sacrament. Yes. Yes, and well, so especially St. Bernard of Clairvaux, beautiful saint, had this tremendous um, gift from the Holy Spirit to, to see him, the Holy Spirit, as a kiss. And, you know, in the Canticle, Cant Canticles, we say, let, you know, the lover says, let, let kiss me with the kisses of my love. The Holy Spirit 
as the person of love is the, is the infinite kiss between the father and the son. And so simply, I, I have to say one of my most favorite names for the Holy Spirit is Labos. I, I, I personally wouldn't say impulse of love because, again, that's kind of like a, a little more impersonal. I just say, most sweet love, you know, uh, possess me, possess my soul. Because love, St. Thomas Aquinas clearly says, love is the proper name of the Holy Spirit. He even says that the, the, their words, uh, holy and spirit, show that impulse of love. But it's very much more intimate if we say, oh, you know, oh, love. And another title that's beautiful that I love, this is from uh, Cardinal um, Mercier, Beloved of My Soul. Um, you know, we, we know what it is to, to hold a beloved in our heart. And when we say beloved of my soul, that means the beloved of the deepest depths of who I am, to the core of my being. You are my beloved. And St. Thomas says, and the Holy Spirit gives himself to us to be enjoyed by us, to be possessed by us because he is also gift. So then, and of course, the names healer and consoler, another name I love from the Pentecost sequences. Oh, Father, the poor. When this is usually how I pray. Oh, love, possess my soul. But, oh, beloved, you know, beloved of my soul, I belong to. You. And then I'm, when I'm desperate and I want something, I say, Oh, Father of the poor, you must help me. <laughs> you know how how uh, we have we have now in poverty. We because you know I'm desperate. I I need you. But, you know we have we have intimate names for for the people we love. I I know in my own family. Uh, you know, my, my very dear brother who's in heaven, my older brother, everyone outside the family called him John, but we called him Jackie. <laughs> but that was only within the family. Every family has intimate names uh, and every and a married couple, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I thought my name was Honey. Dear God, please bless mom and daddy, honey, Jackie. I thought my name, that was my name. <laughs> so so if, if we say, well, I don't know whether I can use intimate names to the Holy Spirit. Yes, we can. We use them all the time. You, we just let, let us say, you know, dear Holy Spirit, I don't even think I know you, but let me belong to you. I want to, I want to know you and love you. And let me not be embarrassed to say, uh, you know, tender names to you. <laughs> Start using names that are tender to us. You know, beloved of my soul, father of the poor, oh, consoler, hope of the helpless, oh, 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 oh you know, strength of the, the weak, um, hope of the dying. I give many examples from the church uh, prayers and from various hymns uh, that are just beautiful and that uh, are not in any way impersonal. I love it. And when you're mm -hmm. in the position of feeling hopeless or feeling poor or being in poverty of something, even if you're not specifically poor monetary, yes, yes. a poverty of whatever, a poverty of hope, a poverty of anything. There are so many situations before which we are totally helpless. Yes. I mean, we are helpless. But there are people we're worried about. We can't do a thing about it. And that's, I mean, in those, I say, oh, father of the poor, you know, please help this person, you know, change that person's life, change my life. These are, these are, uh, the, the Holy Spirit himself will reveal to us, give to us names by which to call him. Just as we, in, in close relationships, <laughs> we can 
we'd give the intimate name, oh, you know, you, honey, darling, sweetheart. I, it, the Holy Spirit will, will give us names by which to, to call him. It's, it's not a worry to think, oh, I don't know, I can't use these, these, these tender, intimate names. The Holy Spirit, just let him get the toe in the door and he will do the rest. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I would, do want to read um, just really quickly here from page 26 of your book, just because the, um, the impulse of love like you said, is impersonal, but it was used so beautifully just to describe the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, and the word spirit can mean breath or impulse. Yes. Uh, we're yes. quoting, who were you quoting here? Um, I believe it was St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa. Yes. Um, yes. The word spirit can mean breath or impulse, and one kind of gentle breath is the impulse of love that draws us to our beloved. The Father mm -hmm. and Son's impulse of love drawing them eternally to one another their mutual breath of love is the third divine person, the Holy Spirit. Yes. Intimate personal name is love. So that yes. I just wanted to highlight that real quick because that just really struck me. And then kind of going from that, the uh, the kiss of love, <clears throat> which uh, if we describe the father and the son, their embrace is and tender kiss of love is the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. And then you went on to say on this same page that we receive the kiss of love at our baptism yes. and then the kiss of love at our confirmation. Absolutely true. Yeah, yes. You know, when I think confirmation, honestly, it sounds terrible, but the, the first thing that comes to mind is the confirmation class sitting in the church basement. And then, you know, you were lining up and like a lot of the day is like sitting in lines, standing yeah. in lines and you get your picture with the bishop, you know, but it's a kiss of love. It's so much more personal than that. And Absolutely. Really, I mean, it's such a good reminder that we have been kissed by God in each of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, the, and the, oh, I pray for a deepening of, I'm, I'm sure many places do do this, but yes, let's focus on the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. But most of all, you know, that the, in the, the confirmation formula or chrismation formula, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift is love and gift, as St. Thomas Aquinas says, gives himself to belong to us. So at our confirmation, the Holy Spirit even more deeply gives himself to belong to us, to be possessed by us, to be enjoyed by us. And then we are sealed with him, meaning, and we belong to him. So we, we can, we must say, not only can say, we must say, oh, love, I belong to you and you belong to me. And that impulse of love you're so right about the, the impulse, meaning it, love, love draws the lover to the beloved. That, there's a drawing, there's an attraction. You know, when we love someone, we want to be right there with that person. If they're across the other side of the room, we want to be there. Love is an impulse that draws us to each other. And so when Thomas speaks of the Holy Spirit, who is the impulse of love, he means, and so the Holy Spirit within us, draws us to himself, to the Father, to the Holy Spirit, and to each other. It's, it's, this is not a static uh, gift who is love. The Holy Spirit is always drawing us to himself, to the Father, Son, but also to each other. So the more we know the Holy Spirit, the really, I think the true, it's true, the more loving we become. Even with people who are very hard to love, there's a, a compassion. And of course, the Holy Spirit is the mighty healer. M wounds that have been in our life, maybe, and, and resentments that have festered, uh, the Holy Spirit can free us, wants to free us from every wound and resentment that holds us to the past. And uh, we feel compassion, yeah. uh, not hatred. 
Yes. He's always on the move. That's what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) The movement of the spirit. And that's really what that means is the anything good, any chains that are broken, any. um, Yes. Yes. That is formed between him and uh, and and between people really is is all a movement of the spirit. Yes. Beautiful. I love that. Um, Another title that you discussed is friend. Yes. That's a simple one, right? But there is so I just I do want to share if you don't mind from page 30. Um, This is a St. Thomas Aquinas, you quoted him again. And he stresses the nature, he stresses that true friendship is based on this intimate mutual communication in which we share with each other, our thoughts and desires, our fears and our goals, and most of all, all that is in our hearts. Through intimate friendship, we reveal the secrets of our heart to one another, to the other half of our soul, for we want our beloved friend to know everything about us. Realizing that the more we know, the more we desire to understand all that we can about each other, knowing, if possible, even each other's inmost soul. Would you like to comment on that or expound on that? Yes, uh, I, I just love how St. Thomas uses the experience of friendship. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he, he uses... <laughs> how sweet of you. <laughs> he uses the experience of our, our, our intimate friendships here on earth. And he says, you know, when we, when we are sad, when we are happy, we run to our friend. Our friend is our consolation. And he, he really sees the Holy Spirit the person of love as our beloved friend. And we actually find this a title given in uh, some of the prayers of the Liturgy of the Hours, which is used by the church. You, you gave your Holy Spirit as an intimate friend and companion to the apostles. So this beautiful, um, intimate experience we have of close friendship here on earth gives us the, the wherewithal, so to speak, uh, in order, by which we can draw close to the Holy Spirit. We, we fly to our friends for our, within our joys and in our sorrows. And so, most sweet Holy Spirit, my beloved friend, I, I go to you, my heart is broken. Oh, my beloved Holy Spirit, dear friend of my soul, a beautiful thing happened to me today, which of course you already know about because you gave it to me. <laughs> and so, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, name for the Holy Spirit and, and the church herself uses this uh, name. Yes. And there's, uh, there's so many words that I, as a lifelong Catholic, have heard my whole life that really deserve to be go to, to be thought out again, because sometimes they can become ingrained. Kind of like I said, you know, my image of confirmation going to all my confirmation and then all my siblings confirmations, it yes. can become a question of um, logistics or, you know, it just much more so than an actual, inspiration of the heart and i, I love that yes. you're mining deeply into these words that uh-huh. have always been there but have just maybe not been discovered in a personal way which i'm so excited i love that we're talking about this um the final image that i or t- title that i wanted to talk about i don't know if title is the right word but um uh i'll use it because i can't think of anything better <laughs> Catherine of sienna who had a beautiful and close relationship yes. with her. her image really knocked my socks off it was <laughs> holy spirit is the waiter at the banquet yes. of christ's body and blood yes. so this is yes plays a different role at that banquet so if you want to this is yeah mm-hmm. this is very sweet you know saint catherine loved to use images her writings are jam-packed with images very homey images 
And she's really giving a very homey image of the Holy Spirit, who is the giver of all good gifts. And she, she pictures uh, the, the Father. This is, I mean, this brings tears to my soul. The Father as uh, giving us the banquet of his beloved Son as our feast. And, and she says, and the Holy Spirit is not content for anyone else to serve us that feast to be our waiter than the Holy Spirit. And, and what she's saying is that the Holy Spirit, who is the giver of all good gifts, most of all, gives us um, the precious feast of the Lord Jesus um, in the Eucharist, his body and blood, uh, which is the gift also of the Father to us. And But it's the Holy Spirit who is the giver of that. And it's so true that as we grow in love, if we deepen in our love for the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, this will be absolutely an effect of drawing close to the Holy Spirit. Anytime we draw close to at all to uh, the Father or the Lord Jesus, certainly to the Holy Spirit, this is through the Holy Spirit's gift drawing us close. So it's a beautiful, I love the, she just, it's a beautiful image, <laughs> beautiful image. Yes, it brings tears to my eyes as well, because you remember that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are so intimately connected with each other. Yes. So mm -hmm. they are, the fact that we're invited to this banquet mm -hmm. of the Father giving the most precious person that he loves the most yes. in the world to us freely, and yes. here it is. Serving, serving in yeah. yes. <laughs> Christ. I mean, that is so profound. I'm not saying anything profound. I'm just, I'm just, it's no, like you are, you are. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. So Beautifully said, dear. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you for, for calling that image to mind in your book. It's definitely going to change the next time that I go to mass and the wow. fact that we are, just invited without having to do anything. Yes. <laughs> really bringing tears to my eyes right now. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely true. We're, we are the guests, we are the honored guests. Yes. And not only can we come and just, you know, it's not a self-serve where you just go no. and, you know, <laughs> you go, you, go you have to go get your own food. The Holy Spirit actually wants to bring the sun to us. And, and our feast is God. That's right, God, the sun, the fresh, the flesh and, uh, blood, it's just, uh, in, it's in heaven where we will never exhaust our amazement, our wonder, our awe at the precious mysteries of our faith, which, I mean, you can never exhaust them. I, I once had a student who was not Catholic, and he said uh, to everyone, he said, he said, this is all so deep. He said, I, I feel like you can never get to the end of them. That The more you learn, the more you, you want to learn, and the more there is to learn. And so this, this, this is an inexhaustible mystery of love and tenderness, um, the very heart of our faith that we at the Mass are given to share in and be present at the Lord's own death and resurrection and to feast on the Lord's own precious body and blood. And, the, and to, just to see that, to understand that more deeply, this is a gift of insight of love given by the Holy Spirit. 
Well, thank you for all of your excellent work. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share um, either about the Holy Spirit or would you like to tell people where they can buy your book or both? Oh, well, uh, well, so the, the, the book, thank you for saying it and thank you for having me on. It's been a joy to speak with you, Stacy. It's available at Sophia Institute Press. And I, I think my parting words would be this. For, for any of us here now, let us at this very moment just say, well, sweet Holy Spirit, I, I want to know you. I want to love you. And I know that that very desire is that is you drawing me to yourself because you love me. And so I give you everything about my life, my worries, my concerns, my blessings, my joys. I give you everything. Possess me completely. Anoint my every breath, every second of my life. Heal me. Strengthen me. Give me your joy and peace. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, and I do want to encourage all of my listeners and all of my uh, viewers to go ahead and get this book. And it pairs beautifully with a good cup of coffee and an afternoon snuggled up on the couch with a good blanket and just delving into the antidote to all of our worries and our fears. And uh, truly, we live in such a distracted time. And yes. I was always... Just so uh, I loved your book so much. I didn't want to pick up my phone I, because just being drawn into that, that deeper mystery, it was so, it, it leads you so beautifully to meditation. So uh, thank you, sister Mary. Uh, it's been an absolute no. pleasure. You are a sweetheart, Stacey. What a blessing you are to, to all those who see you and hear you. And what a blessing you have been to me. I, I am so grateful for the privilege of, of this conversation and, I, I really, really thank you for the great blessing you are. Thank you. And all glory to the Trinity for you. <laughs> Mutual. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, dear. <laughs> oh, what a lady. That was great. Thank you so much for joining me today here on Called and Caffeinated. I look forward to lots of great episodes coming up in the future into 2022. If you haven't yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, it would be so great. It'd be a great Christmas present for me, honestly, to have more reviews on Apple Podcasts. And uh, let me know what you like about the show and drop me a note anytime if you have a question that I can answer on one of my Q&A episodes. Also, you may be curious to know that this show airs on YouTube as well. So you can check out my YouTube channel. It's been really growing lately. I've really been loving that platform. So feel free to come and check out, check out my show over there. But God bless you. Merry Christmas. And I will see you again very soon here on Called and Caffeinated. God bless.